0: Hi, this is Ron Darling with SNY TV. Um, You know me from covering the Mets, and uh, I hope you get a chance to listen to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. I had a great time. I hope you do too. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Mets Musings is an unofficial independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. This This is is Len and Jeff from Baseball and and Barbecue. barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, analysis, opinion, and and what's what's going going down down on the farm. farm. It's It's Mets Mets Musings with with Gary Mack. Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome. Another edition of Mets Musings. I told you I'd be back after the winter meetings. Okay, I know it's been a few days since the winter meetings concluded, but we're back and uh, have some thoughts on it. For the Mets, it was relatively quiet. They did uh, end up signing Michael Walker from the St. Louis Cardinals and uh, Rick Porcello, two pitchers. I like the deals. Uh... Walker is probably a shot in the dark, hoping that he can regain what he had a few years ago. And the same thing with Porcello, but Porcello really is an innings eater. So I think he's he's the main guy that's going to be the first starter. But uh, Walker is going to get a shot at it as well. And I think Walker is going to be a project. But uh, look. This guy was unbelievable a few years ago, and if he can get back to that, they may have uh, struck uh, something here. So uh, not too unhappy about the deals. Um, yeah, I wish they would have done more. They need to do something for the bullpen. Of course, by signing Walker and Porcello, Porcello they uh, they almost assure that Zelman and Lugo go back to the bullpen and stay in the bullpen. So in a way they uh, do uh strengthen the bullpen or keep it where it was last year and hope for a bounce back year from those guys Gazelman in particular and uh from Edwin Diaz and Jeries Familia is he going to be as bad as he was could be if he shot I mean who knows uh, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. And Edwin Diaz has got to be better. The guy still got 25 saves, uh, even though it was still the worst trade in Mets history. He did get 25 saves, so if he can you know, do that and improve by uh, cutting down on the blown saves, then they can have uh, something decent right there. But... We'll see, but I, I really believe that Priscilla was uh, signed as an innings eater. Walker is a project, and if either one of these guys pan out, that means they could move something into the deadline or even sooner if it looks like they're going to be well for something uh, a lot better, you know, something that they really need at that particular point in time. So that's the the player moves. The other big news that's come out after the winter meetings is that they've reached a settlement to amend the contract of Johannes Cespedes. Cespedes will take a, uh, essentially, I think it's a $19.5 million cut. He's going to be paid $10 million a year this year. And, uh, you know, this whole situation with this injury to his foot, this ankle uh, fracture, was very fishy, was very suspicious right from the beginning. And everybody said that. Um, It just didn't seem right. The the news that was coming out of Mets camp, something didn't seem right with the whole thing. Couldn't figure out what it was. And then there was a rumor that they were going to try to void the contract. Well, now it's come out that they didn't pay him last year after that and that they were seeking a grievance, then he filed a grievance, and uh, my guess is that they were going to go to a hearing and maybe Cespedes agent said to him, look, you, you're not going to win this hearing. You're going to lose the hearing, and that's going to void the contract, and you're not going to have anything, and uh, they settled on this. They settled on uh, an amended contract for a lot less money. And he'll have a team at least going to a free agent year. And he'll get to play, hopefully, if he can play. And prove his worth to another team going into a free agent year. So uh, that was a huge deal. And, of course, the other big news that came out of it all was to Steve Cohen purchasing, uh, purchasing the Mets. And um, a five-year waiting period, if you will. I I don't think we understand or know all the facts behind it. My guess is the five years is is done for accounting purposes, probably for Major League Baseball, probably for federal taxes or state tax, who knows? Um, My guess is that uh, that's what this will break down to really in accounting. And uh, there have been reports that some say he's not going to take control, and others say as soon as he, uh, you know, as soon as everything goes through, he will take immediate control. So there's nothing to uh, to fear there. And my my attitude is if you if I'm going to put in 1.8 billion dollars into an organization, I want to have a say. I want to say, "Hey, I want that free agent guy or I want to spend the money. I want to extend uh, this guy Michael Conforto or Pete Alonzo, or or uh, Noah Syndergaard. I want to do that. Here's the money, here's the budget. You go do that telling the GM that. Um Again, we don't know all the particulars about the deal and uh, why it's a five-year thing, but we will uh, wait and see. But it's got to get better. It's got to get better before the five years. I mean, he's not going to put money into a franchise and purchase a franchise and allow them to uh, run it down in five years. So... It's got to be better, right? I mean, it just makes common sense that uh, everything would go in the direction of the Mets and uh, the new owner. Because otherwise, why would you do it, really, without having complete say almost immediately? But... uh, you know that's that's one we're going to have to keep an eye on because that's an interesting situation. Never heard of somebody buying a team, and uh, you know it takes five years for them to take over. So, but again, I think it's for accounting purposes and and uh, that sort of thing. All right, let's take a break and come back right after this looking for great cardinals talk then check out conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shopta, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the internet today about their teams. It always comes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball, and if you like barbecue, then tune into Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets musings and other great baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And we're back, and uh, it it seems that this amended contract with Cespedes is opened up a trade market. People are interested. They've inquired about him um, from the Mets, and uh, it makes sense. It's, it's a lot less money now. They'd have to pay him. He does have certain incentives he can match or reach for to uh, make another $10 million back. But, uh, y- you know... Uh, Let's see, the Rangers and the Athletics have mentioned as being teams that are interested, and the Mets have already talked to those teams about uh, Jed Lowry, who's another guy they'd like to move, the Mets would, and uh, Dominic Smith, and they've considered packaging somebody like uh, Dominic Smith with a Jed Lowry uh, or maybe a familiar, someone with a bigger contract, and uh, and a lower paid contract to free up some con- you know some money payroll space so um now uh, Cespedes is getting some looks because uh the contract is dropped significantly on him so Let's see where that all plays out. Seth Luco was a little disappointed with the Mets pitching moves. You know, he wants to be a starter. He does not want to go back to the bullpen, but he's doing such a good job. You know what? If you're a good bullpen guy, you're going to get paid. You're going to get the money. You know, better to be a really good bullpen or a great bullpen guy then be a mediocre starting pitcher and the money will come you know and your career may be longer i i don't know but um obviously he's not happy with it i understand you want to be a starter you were starter most of your career and then they moved you to the bullpen but how many guys have done that and have made terrific careers out of uh, doing that. You know, look at John Smoltz. John Smoltz went from a, an all-star pitcher to a closer, and, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Didn't hurt him any. Uh, how many other guys uh, Who's I can't think of the guy's name now with uh, Oakland and Boston and uh, went uh, Eckersley wasn't Eckersley he started as a terrific starting pitcher and then went to the bullpen and was a terrific closer so you know you never know and some guys should keep their out. shut look at Ali Perez, Ali Perez didn't want to go to the bullpen with the Mets and now he's become this lefty uh, lefty uh, specialist and he's been around for another 10 years because of it he would have been out of baseball so I get it. I get it. The real big bucks is in starting, but you could be a mediocre starter, like I said, and be a great bullpen guy. And if you're a great bullpen guy, you're gonna be paid uh where you're not gonna be on the welfare line or the food line, you'll be getting a nice paycheck. So uh let's you know, let's let's be serious about that. Let's let's not be crazy and if that's your concern then just do it, and and it's, uh, you know, it's a good living, so. Um, The other thing that the Mets are looking at is signing Delon Batances. It's, it's, you know, he wants a one-year deal in the $10 million range. I don't know. He didn't play most of last year, so. Uh, it's going back and forth. One day the Mets are in on him, the next day they're not. The next day they're out, they're in, they're in, they're out. I don't know. We'll see. $10 million a year for a relief pitcher, a one-year deal. Uh, For a starter, I'm okay with that. A relief guy, I don't know. It seems like an awful lot of money to lay out for a relief pitcher. But, uh, you know, who knows if that's the going rate now or what. But... A guy coming off an injury-plagued season, I don't think I always put that kind of money out there for him. But you never know. Now that we got a new owner, almost. (laughs) All right. Well, that's really going to wrap it up. I I don't really, uh, not too much else happening. Um, That's probably going to wrap it up for 2019 as well as... uh, unless there's a major trade or major signing that the Mets make uh, I will uh, come back and give my thoughts on it but uh, look for us in January we'll be back probably with another round table sometime in January and and, uh, hopefully lots of guests for you Uh, but I'd like to wish you all at this point in time a very happy holiday season Uh, Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah uh, uh, If I missed anybody, just happy holidays to everyone and be safe. And uh, we'll see you again next year. And until then, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Happy holidays, everybody. See you next year.